Welcome back to the Hex Drinkers Podcast. This is episode um, 24. 24. Episode 24. And I'm Julian. 25. I'm joined by <laughs> Eric. Yo. Oak. Yo. And Chev. Yo. And we are a longtime playgroup during the multiverse in the hopes of leveling up both our game and, and yours. yours. Yep, and you yours. Thank Come you. On. Thank you. No, I got there. Just, you, you guys can show off that weird. you're in the same room. You can, like, finish each other's sentences. It'll be very oh cute. We are, yes. Chev, Chev and I We have... finish each other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. I deadass walked into Chev's room earlier because, for the, the listeners, I'm visiting Chev on the other side of the country so we're he's visiting the west coast office we've we've yes exactly we've been reunited i had to come in i heard some there was like some complaints there was some uh you know about productivity and other things i had to go meet we really with HR. just don't get stuff done out here yeah I had, to, I had to meet with hr but um anyway yeah i walked into Chev's room earlier he was just listening to the frozen soundtrack and i the piano one it's good work music it was very calming but i was you know what's great work music the animal crossing soundtrack Ooh, that, that'll just know. like sort of plunk you along just just mm. vibing that's right anyway what are we should, doing on episode we, 24 yeah i was gonna say should we talk about should this is about uh magic. this is actually a very important episode because this is our birthday this is our our one year anniversary of the brew crew slash the hex drinkers uh th- this group of four people producing content about magic the gathering uh we've been doing it for one year exactly is that counting the start date as the article that shall not be named no, actually, the, the first article on the site was, welcome to the site. The second article on the site was the, hmm, maybe this is not for us. But uh, we could bring back the series Drunk Commander um, for our Patreon think, crew. Speaking yeah. of Patreon, we have a very special thank you to put out there. Our first patron subscribed today, and that is Manus. We're not going to get it wrong this time. He's not going to let us go through an entire... Uh, Episode 20, talking about his favorite commander deck and us getting his name wrong. He has now joined our Patreon, and we're excited. And, of course, uh, all show notes, uh, early access to episodes, your chance to write flavor text for the website, all that and more is at patreon.com slash hexdrinkers. Exactly. And if you're cool like Manus, you too will get a shout-out on our next episode. This is very true. But enough about him. It's our birthday, and we need to celebrate, damn it. That's true. This is where I put in sound effects of, like, Balloons and fireworks and stuff. You know what's yeah, but... gotta be the <laughs> That's true. We could use a wah wah horn. I'll see what I can find. Back to our, our regular scheduled programming. Yes, exactly. It's been a year since Julian and I were floating in kayaks through Saratoga Lake, thinking, what if we took two beer steins and swords behind them and had a logo? That was, of course, the beginnings of the brew crew. But as we have developed into the hex drinkers that we are today, uh, that's 25 episodes under our belt. That brought us to 389 plays as of earlier today with an estimated audience of 20 fine people out there. And 28 people came to our website, which is way more than, you know, we ever thought when we were putting this thing together. We were just kind of having fun writing about magic. So that's that's kind of like, you know, state of the hex drinkers. And I, I'd say we're in a pretty good place. I think it's just quite the achievement that we actually managed to keep this thing running and functioning and proving, honestly, for a full year. Because we are all functioning... Well, that might be generous, but we are all adults that have full-time functioning. We are all adults that have full-time jobs. We all have friends, hobbies, families outside of this, but we love magic. And this is one of the greatest ways that we've kind of all kept together since we've all moved to various parts of the country. And uh, also it helped to spur us on because Chev and I were like, we need a, we need a baby project while quarantine is, is, uh, 
you know, being quarantine, but also obviously that hasn't been any sort of boon for us just because quarantine is quarantine. That's true. There's also something to be said for having, um, we make it a weekly goal to record this podcast. We also have been able to do uh, weekly game nights, which has been super fortunate for everyone. And we're able to like kind of play games and use that as a way to stay together. So I think, you know, while, while we're super happy, we, we have this podcast, we have this audience uh, and everything that comes with it. I think that the, the best thing is the friendships that we grew along the way. Absolutely. There's, there have definitely been times in the past where I'm like, oh, like I got to go like do magic, but like, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent feeling magic tonight. And I've been in a call with someone else and they're like, dude, at least you're playing magic. Like, and this person talked about sort of like how lucky we were that we had set up this weekly game night. Do we want to do any more uh, patting each, patting ourselves on the back? I think, I think I've spoken my piece, but uh, how, how do you guys feel this, this year has gone from, from the perspective of people that came on like a few weeks into it? I just want to say like, I definitively remember a moment like you were over at my house. I think, yeah, we did a two person sealed. We played some video games. Um, and then like the morning after before Chev's walk of shame, uh, he approached me and said, Hey, like how's quarantine been for you? And I was like, ah, I don't know, like kind of boring. Like what, what do you want? Of course it's boring. Little did I know he was baiting me into the answer of boring so that he could hit me with the bait and switch and bring me into this project. And, uh, I'm, I'm really, really glad that he did. Yeah, I think uh, I am as well. I, I don't exactly remember even how or when Chev asked me to join, <laughs> but I think just doing this has improved my uh, speaking ability, I think, to some degree. <laughs> so remember for the first podcast, I was like, <laughs> no, it's kind of like, oh, I can actually like string together one or two sentences without stuttering, and then I just go off, uh, go off the rails. <laughs> I tried streaming a couple days. It's It's brutal. <laughs> That's uh, that's the level I haven't reached yet. <laughs> it's not the exciting thing to talk about, but just some of the sagas over this past year of just, like, getting the podcast to actually sound good, like, either editing-wise or audio quality-wise, have, have been some of my crowning achievements, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you, uh, listeners, if you, if you have not listened to the Brew Crew, uh, the Season Zero podcast, or the early, uh, Season One podcast, uh... Don't. You you really sh- honestly you should because there's there's some quality content in there, but uh, do it with do it with a beer um, or, or or some other yeah, inebriating just, device. If you're just chilling, if you got extra time, like if you're just riding the train or something, like just just put it on in the background. It's I feel like we've had some good stuff, and um, it'll definitely make you appreciate where we are now. Yeah, and it's it's we're only going up. Listen, our trajectory has been straight up. That's all I'm saying. Ninety degrees. So. uh... We've prepared, you know, a, a different version of our sort of top picks where we kind of go over our, our favorite picks for a, a given set that's coming out for our, our favorite moments in kind of history. And hopefully we can go over a couple of those. But before we jump into kind of really uh, sitting down and examining the things that we've liked best about this, let's talk about, you know, what what do we see for year two? What, what do people have ideas completely off the cuff? Like, what, what do you want to accomplish? Because the way that we've kind of approached it so far is when someone has had an idea that they want to kind of grow, we, we jump on it and we, we play it out. So like recently, one of the big things has been Eric has really been trying to stream and he's done great these past two weeks, uh, besides a, a few rogue uh, Liliana emblem moments and such. But stay tuned for that. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> Not my fault when my opponents don't do any, or when my opponent, 
one of my opponents does a lot, <laughs> and the other two do nothing. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're really trying to kind of branch out and do more stuff. Hopefully it's been apparent when we've been trying to do more articles again, um, setting up the Patreon and all these other stuff. So I just kind of want to know, you know, if, if you've got a, a bit of a pet project on your on your mind or something else you want to kind of explore that would be interesting to kind of see develop over these next 12 months. Because y'all are stuck at least contractually with us for another four years, I think. Um, made sure you, yeah. you all signed. I worked really hard to get that fine print on there, though. I'm currently really happy with sort of getting on the path toward, like, Twitch affiliate, um, mm-hmm. getting on the path towards, like, YouTube, I think, like, their basic level. It's not, like, partner, but it's not affiliate because that would be the same and that would be helpful. Right, which, that would be bad, yeah. Yeah, you, you can't have things consistent. But getting on the path to sort of, like, those lowest levels of membership on those sites where we can really start to have access to more tools so that we have the option to do more. A lot of this, we're, we're learning for the first time as we jump into all of these. And so one of the big things is with tools like Twitch and YouTube, they kind of try and get you to spend way more time on the platform by putting tools behind walls of number of subscribers and stuff. And so it can be really frustrating when you want access to those things and analytics and stuff to get to that next level. Uh, so I think that's that's a fantastic goal. You know what do, yeah. doesn't do that, Chev? Anchor, baby. Anchor. Ooh. Anchor. We could say so many nice things about Anchor. You've probably already heard us say nice things about Anchor um, due to ad placement, but... We, we enjoy the litany of free tools they give us. True. Another little plug just because we're just plugging, baby. Eric's talking about how we're, you know, we're really, we're trying out a bunch of different things. We're really kind of dipping our toes into all sorts of stuff. Listeners, you know how to contact us or you will at the end <laughs> when I when I rattle off the sign off. If there's certain things that you like, certain things that you don't like, certain things that we haven't even tried that you think we should try, hit us up. Twitter, Instagram, uh, the email, all that. Freaking! I think we have a comment section on our website that you can just randomly decide to comment on if you. Yeah. Well, uh, it's never been used, but this <laughs> is this is your time to shine. Uh, yeah, if there's something you want us to do, if you're loving Eric streams and you want him to stream more often, let him know. Uh, if you want Oak to stream because you just can't stand the way that Eric looks, ask Oak to stream. Like you know, <laughs> we're 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 here for y'all. We're here for ourselves, but we're here for y'all. So let us know. Speaking of me streaming, that's not one of my goals for this year. <laughs> I do have some <laughs> other goals though. <laughs> yeah, I only have two articles on the site personally, and I'd like to get some more in. Uh, I think there are a number of ways that that could be achieved. Making some more like freeform, maybe just like shorter content. The second thing is I'd love to get in more like tech-related projects for the Hexdrinker site. My crowning achievement right now, I think, is the uh, button on our site that tells you listeners when you go to that lovely site if someone is streaming or not, which is pretty much entirely Eric, but... Our website does not have a back end, so getting that to work and be compliant with Twitch's, like, uh, API rules was not an easy task, but it was rewarding in the end, because, you know, you get to see that little that little thing you did. One of the things that, you know, since, since we really don't have um, an income, we've been really trying to keep everything super low to the ground, but it's really trying to do as many free services as possible to kind of get this out there. It definitely causes some interesting technical hurdles. Which really, you know, is a way to tone our, our skills as developers. For the cobbling together and also the, uh, you know, the not huge amount of content we have, I think our website looks damn fine. So shout out to you boys for that stuff. So I'm hoping to write a little bit about that, clean up our code, um, maybe add more features to the website as we, we see necessary. But really, similar to Oakley, I'm feeling like I want to I want to make more content and especially hone our tools for developing content easily. It, it makes the, the on-ramp to producing content that much easier so you could kind of wake up one day with a buzzfeed level idea of top 10 x things and i i don't know why but in my head if someone wakes up thinking of buzzfeed it's eric 
And it's Eric, like, leaping out of bed, and it's like, top ten forest darts. Boom. Hit him. And then we've got a, a nice little piece of content for, for minimal work. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, like, ways, ways to help Eric help himself in ways he didn't even know he wanted. I mean... I'll I'll give you top ten cards that should be banned before coalition victory. <laughs> Perfect. We're we're already off and running See, here. I he had one in his head ready to go. Like, yeah. Basic <laughs> island number one. De- oh, Jesus, a defined goal that I think we've had for a long time is one of these days. One of these days we will get one of these the days. unedited, uncensored EDH ban list pot out. Just at least drop it on the Patreon. Just combine our audio files and send it. It's happening. It's just when is it happening? Uh, maybe yeah. like end of summer. Maybe end of summer we'll make it. A little, a little treat, treat for those out yeah. there. Something to warm you up as the temperatures start to uh, cool down. You know what I mean? It's just Julian and I ranting about the ban list. Speaking of podcast, I think we can make this transition now. We can make this transition. What's everyone's favorite podcast that we've done? I mean, we've done a bunch. We've done twenty three before this. Exactly. Well, we've actually done. Uh, like 36 oh. Oh, because we, had, yeah, we yeah. had 12 for the brew and then now this is 24 for but uh, no one picked the dark days no no, no. one picked a pot <laughs> no. in the dark ages <laughs> we rose from the ashes better and as a small snaky boy there was some good stuff from back then but it's just hold on can we just good. talk about how much i love that snake art that thing is incredible for uh for us or for the hex drinker card because both are both are fuego oh no for us like the hex drinker card is good but, like, the little vaporwave snake, just, it gets me there. It's real hot. You know what else is hot? Chev's favorite podcast was pretty hot. <laughs> my, my favorites have to be the roasts. Because I can, I can specifically remember um, meeting up with Julian for lunch in downtown Saratoga and trying to think of new ideas for the pod. Because we had a couple, you know, that we'd go back to. We had top picks. We had, I think we did one of the, the dual decks or planar precons by that point. But really, you know, things we can come back to and really kind of hone as a hex drinker uh, special. And the idea of a roast came up where we pick, you know, a lot of us keep decks around for a very long time. And so the idea that we could take these decks that have been pillars of our playgroup for years and just beat them to shit sounded like a fantastic idea and a, a good use of time. So I will always really really treasure our first roast where we didn't really know what we were doing we made julian sit quietly in a corner while the three of us just bashed on one of his favorite types of decks and strategies and just remembering the the wholesome coming togetherness of deciding to bring more ideas to the pod and how a roast could bring us together as a friend group to when i i specifically told julian he should take dakon out back maybe with a shotgun over a sunset it's truly a beautiful sort of progression Obviously, honorable mention to the Roast of Joda, which I had an almost equal amount of fun preparing for. But just because I think that's that's when we kind of, we all let loose and it's it's all sort of organic content that we've come up with that's unique to us and is really fun to hear from outside perspectives. So I, I, I will go back to the Roasts every time. We should have a new one soon. Eric's got a pick who is uh, getting shot down. I mean, I'll do it right now. Live. Real time. Chev, get ready. <laughs> He's calling him out. Well, we got to decide if I'm putting the the uh, the Eldrazi out there. Probably feel like I have to set him up, knock him down. <laughs> Which version of your mistake will we be? I guess the oh, most recent oh, version. We're already started. Yeah, it would probably have to be the colorless boys. We can't dig too deep down. Chev, 
you were talking about wanting to do more content. I think I think one way you could do a content is uh, make like a different variation for like most color combos of your Eldrazi deck. Because I know you, I know you have made the list. Now you just need to put those into an article and write about them. <laughs> That's easy content. Just like, do you like Eldrazi? What's your favorite color combo? Here's a we list. We got it. <laughs> I forget how many decks it is. I think it's 36 in total, maybe 37. But just do every color combo Eldrazi. Every and color combo. The article Eldrazi. is just a list of links. Yeah, we wouldn't put those deck lists in there. That would that would be heinous. Yeah. Who's got another favorite podcast? I believe I have the favorite podcast right after yours of Planner Precons, which was episode 12, uh, occurring directly after Deck on Blackblade. I gotta be honest, it's my favorite in, in small part because it was my idea. As a part of the, hey, guys, we need to come up with more ideas, one thing that I've always loved is the pre-cons. It's one of the few times in Magic where hopefully you get to sit down, spend a very small amount of money, and then everyone immediately starts on equal footing with a new deck they've never played before. Usually that doesn't pan out, and in our playgroup it didn't pan out either, but... Sometimes you're the set with all the swords! I don't know, Julian! (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes one of your friends is very generous and gives you double mana starting at the beginning of the game. That also makes things difficult. Listen, I won't even say sometimes, all the time, I need to play Aname as one. It's a constant need, and I fiend for it. It was a, just a really fun podcast based on one of our game nights, so it was very connected to, like, a fun time that we had together. And also, mm-hmm. everyone ended up feeling, like, pretty passionate about their decks, but for me, the best part of it was everyone, it seemed like, left feeling sort of hungry for more, like... Oh, now that I've done this once, I want to go back and do it again. I have better ideas. I have more thoughts on, like, how we can come at this better. And uh, if, in theory, we were to be doing another pre-cons build, then uh, I, I think people might be excited about that. Sounds like you should uh, Sounds like you should start writing some notes, then. Sounds like you should start building some decks. Spoilers! So, uh, what, one thing I want to briefly mention, of course, on the planar pre-cons, for those of you who have not listened to episode 12... It is us each picking a plane and building a deck based around the cards from that plane that we can identify either from the sets related to it or from art or from characters, etc. If people want to find out more, like Eric said, episode 12 of the podcast, there's mm-hmm. also um, the article on the website that has yep. everything on there. And also back of the deck descriptions. If you go to our mox field, it will have all of the links uh, for those decks as well. So you can see wh- what exactly I was beating their faces in with. All right. Hit us up with another favorite uh, favorite podcast. All right. Um, my podcast came from a bit earlier in the Hex Drinker saga. In fact, it was one of our first as the, or you know, one of the first couple in our rebranded form, uh, the Color Identity podcast, which is actually the latter half of a much larger podcast that we <laughs> split into two after realizing that we had been talking for over an hour and a half. I think uh, it was, was great. like two hours. Yeah, that was that was a long night, and you know we were all tired, but. I really like this one because I think, you know, a lot of times, and you'll hear this in our podcast, us talking about each other like, oh, Eric's the green guy, Chev's the the black mage, and I'm the red mage, Julian's, you know, the control player. You know, you always, uh, you you hear people identify each other by these things, but I think it's uh, very interesting when you take the time to see what people uh, themselves, I guess, see themselves as, uh, Mm -hmm. and what they sort of, like, enjoy playing the most. Like, I, I remember specifically, like, when it you know, it was Julian's turn to talk about, like, his favorite color. Julian was like, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, what Chev said and say black. 
and we were all kind of like, I think sat there and we were like, all right, now we're waiting for the, you know, the punchline for the joke to end. Because there's just like all these early memories of like Julian being like the first person to play counter spells in our group. You know, I've listened to that podcast through a few times. And when we had this sort of prompt, the first thing I thought to myself was, all right, I'm going to go through Spotify and just look at all of them and see like, which one's my favorite. But then like, right before I pulled Spotify, I was just like, Oh, I know. It's it's that one I've listened to a million times. Color Pie Identity, because uh, it's it's just all like super cool information um, about like the people you you like to play with. So it's cool. I think my personal favorite part of that was about like two thirds of the way through, we started talking about what we don't like, and Eric was kind of going, and uh, I made like some offhand comment, and Eric was like, "Oh, oh, we're going for blood. Oh, we're <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna start to shoot to kill." <laughs> And then people just started going off, and that was, it just, like, kicked everything into hyperdrive. Right, so the latter half of that uh, podcast, of course, uh, is also just a great time. I think it's, I think it's just hilarious, and we had some, uh, we had some good shots in. I actually need to go back and listen to that, because I distinctly remember the moment where I was, like, politely, like, you know, I think this is a bad strategy, and I think that's not very interesting of a gameplay loop. And then Julian was like, I think this is stupid, and I and hate it and then i was i just went off that's generally how it goes i apologize for swearing hit me with hit me with the, oh, beep. I'll hit you with the beep yeah I, there's something about our, our banter just like it's good enough but then like once we just start like just tearing into things i feel like it goes up like you know tenfold yeah as soon as we forget we're on a podcast and just start yelling at each other it, it's so good we should just stream our game nights that would be pure pandemonium but <laughs> high quality content dude we get thrown off twitch in like under an hour <laughs> oh so quick so quick <laughs> Probably my fault. Julian, what about you? What what was your favorite pod? My personal favorite was episode 15, which was the From the Vault cons block. From the Vault, by the way, was uh, another one of those ideas that we kind of had in that, that short like week of brainstorming session where Eric came with planar pre-cons and uh, Chev and I conceived the roast and all that stuff. Um, and it is something that we'll be doing more of. So if you like that sort of thing, stay tuned because it's coming up pretty soon. But uh from the vault is just us kind of going back over a block. In this case, it was the cons block, which is when we started playing and just doing sort of, sort of like a prime picks sort of thing. But it was, you know, like what was, what's your most nostalgic card? Like what's your favorite limited card from that set? Like, it, you know, stuff like that. It was kind of reminiscing on this block. And the idea also was like, we're going to go in the future, go through blocks and kind of like highlight some cards that people don't necessarily really know about, especially from more obscure blocks. It was just kind of a perfect storm of, I thought the banter was really good. Um, since this is when we started, there was a lot of nostalgia from the set. There was a lot of, there was also just a lot of like recounting of just good stories and like, oh, I remember when you played that card and I remember when you played that card. And, you know, this was like my first pre, you know, my first like starter deck that we got from the LGS and stuff. So it was just, it was that perfect blend of uh, quality commentary about just magic in general, because we are actually a magic podcast. If some people didn't know that. You know, but also just nostalgia and just banter and just a good time. And um, I'm excited to do more from the vaults because I, I think the the format is actually is pretty interesting as well. I think there's also some discussion in that episode about you know how far Magic has come since that point, and it's only been you know five years ago or so. And so it's been super cool and something that I would definitely recommend to to listeners as well is just like take a look at one of the first sets uh, from when you joined and then kind of compare it to how you feel you're playing now because it is truly like a very different experience um than we've seen develop over recent years yeah and that was another kind of thing that i was thinking oak when you were talking about the color pie identity because I, I think that was a good one too but we talk about a lot about our own personal you know color identities and, and tendencies and what we like and stuff in that episode and in episode 15 
we kind of go back. And I think a lot of what we were doing at the start, we kind of remark on is like, well, Eric got the green, white counters deck and lo and behold, Eric still likes to do green, white counters things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like you, you had like the red attacky deck and you're still doing that. And Chev's still just playing junk and you know, it's just, this is just what it is. I remember so many conversations we've had at various points of like, man, what was that card Chev played tonight? Like, a, where did he find it? And B, why did he decide to put it in a deck after he found it? The only one I regret <laughs> is when we were visiting... Ice Cauldron. Ice Cauldron I will never regret. It's the Walmart layaway plan of magic, and I mean, it's just as good as the, the Walmart layaway plan. But I, I remember one, one specific moment. I think it might have been when we were visiting Julian in Maryland, um, Oakley and I, when we drove down, and we were playing a game of Commander... Um, and of course, Julian, when he was in college, liked to pretend he wasn't a nerd. And so he would leave all of his commander supplies back at home. So he had to play one of my decks. And I think he was playing the, any, any one of them. I think it was Selenia. And I was playing Kozilek. And so the one card that I regret putting in there is Stocking Tiger. Because I played Stocking Tiger and I had the chance to either kill Julian or try to go off with Stocking Tiger. Which, of course, if Stocking Tiger deals damage to a player, you get to open a sealed booster pack of magic cards. And that, that to me sounded fantastic. That sounded awesome. So I swung with that. Julian hit it with an anguished unmaking, turned around, won the game. That was incredibly sad. And so the only reason I regret Stalking Tiger is because I'm too too focused on opening that booster pack um, that I will fall for him every time. And I, I don't have the willpower. Speaking of opening packs, one of the biggest things that has come across from this whole endeavor is... We've played a lot of ma a lot of Magic, obviously, and we've we also done we've done a lot of commentary on basically all the new sets coming out. And uh, part of that is us, uh, you know, really cutting our teeth on the limited environments and getting our hands on the card early with the pre-releases. So we've played mm -hmm. a bunch of pre-releases. We've talked about them on the podcast. We'll usually do a little recap segment. Um, but what what was your guys' favorite pre-release that we've had? Because um, we've had quite a few that we've talked about and recounted on, but one obviously needs to stand out. Uh, I'll go first because it was pretty recent and in fact the most recent set that came out and therefore <laughs> pre-release we did uh it was strict saving all line up yeah Time yeah yeah time. yeah it's weird um so strict saving um honestly like the set itself wasn't like especially like special for me i wasn't like enthralled with the the lore or anything like that it was cool though it was cool it was cool to see what they did with colors you know, pairs to make them different from the Ravnica guild. They just, they, they added just enough space that it wasn't just like Harry Potter. Cause everyone was like, Oh, we're going to a magic school. And it was like, boo, it's Harry Potter. And I, I think they did enough where you're like, Oh no, that's actually a unique and interesting take on that. Yeah. So an another super unique and interesting take was their, the recursion theme of red, white. Um, and, uh, being enthralled with this concept, I took the Lorehold pre-release kit uh, and for, you know, that sweet, sweet seeded booster that I was hoping to pull a reconstruct history, I didn't. Guess what else I didn't pull? A uh, relic sloth. Relic but you sloth. know what? Despite those two facts, I think the fact that Strixhaven being the pre-release of my favorite pre-release event that we've done, uh, speaks, speaks volumes because I think this was uh, a really fun limited environment. First of all, um, two, I did pretty well in the little thing we had, you know, the little uh, round robin something, that something. we did. It wasn't round robin, but whatever. Yeah, it was. Was it? Okay. Yeah, because cool. no, we, we all went two and yeah. one except for Chev. And oh, you can okay, do the math at home if you want to figure out Chev's score. Yeah, Chev did not do well. 
Um, but uh, I, I feel like, you know, over time I've sort of accumulated a little bit better limited skills from playing and also watching people play. And uh, I think that was definitely reflected in Strixhaven where I built a deck that was pretty good and also pretty fun to play. Yeah, Strixhaven was definitely a good time. I gotta say, I have the memory of a goldfish. Uh, so something that I'm hoping that we can do year two of Hex Drinkers is write down some more notes when we do one of these pre-releases so we have like a document to go back to. Because so I was like, what what pre-releases have we done? We did Strixhaven, we did Kaldheim, pretty sure... I mean, we've, we've done everything since, you know, May of last year, but I can't remember anything about those besides like Strixhaven and the one right before it that has to be my favorite that I remember, uh, Time Spiral Remastered, which wasn't, wasn't really a pre-release, but we got together to do a, a sealed event for it. And I just remember... Like, seeing all these old cards, seeing some of these these weirder sort of strategies from before our time, uh, it was really cool to pull something together. I ended up with a, a basically a blue-black, cruel control sort of build. Everything was, you know, Dark Witherings, Grave Scrabblers. Um, I had three Looter Ilkors to kind of enable the discard synergy to be able to, you know, madness out the Grave Scrabbler to get something back for two mana or the, the um, instant speed murder that costs one mana with madness. I had both the Pact of Negation and Pact of Slaughter in there. So I, I was really set up. I also did not do too well in this one, but I was really set up for victory. And I liked putting it together and feeling like, oh boy, this is going to be like a big moment. And I also remember that weekend is when we we, we all sat down and spent four hours watching the uh, the Snyder Cut. So it was, oh. it was a weekend of, you know, entertainment and fun with you guys and then playing the Time Spiral Remastered with cards that are generally a little higher of level than we get with normal pre-releases and stuff was it was it was a time and a half that was a fun one but let me though those cards were wild i had to read so many cards that that day it was ridiculous also i just remember getting back and you guys being like yo i've got i've got some sauce and i was like i think i've got like a three mana like three three that's that's the sauciest thing i opened (laughs) yeah i ripped a restore balance and i was like that's not going in my. Uh, <laughs> that's not going in my limited yeah. deck. <laughs> well, Eric, I remember I uh, I played you and I beat you, and you were like, "Yo, this is trash." And I was like, "Well, let me see what you got." And I'm pretty sure we like completely rebuilt your deck. I, I we removed a full color from it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You were like, "Okay, this this is this is more functional now." We we got yeah. this. It definitely got better after our game, but but good lord, was it bad during our game? <laughs> you know, it wasn't bad. Well, it was actually still bad for round one of our Commander Legends draft, uh, where we absolutely destroyed each other in the draft phase, but round two was great. And also, this is the one draft that we did in person, was Commander Legends. Why was it so bad for you and Julian, round one of Commander Legends draft? Was that because you ripped a Gilded Lotus? Was that the reason it was bad? Um, uh, I yeah, don't know. sorry. Was, well, I mean, that's that's the, the humble brag of Eric's, uh, oh, right. but... I believe there was something else related to uh, walking the plank that both of them tried to do. Oh, wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Not not Gilded Lotus, Jeweled Lotus, which Jeweled is Lotus. much Thank more you. expensive than Gilded Lotus. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Yes. It's a bit more expensive. Julian and I perhaps had been listening to the same sources, heard some of the same intel, and both happened to open pirates in our first pack. Uh, this led to both of us... They were sitting next to each other. Hard-sending pirates sitting six inches away from each other. This became a brutal process in which neither of us made a good deck. Actually, I don't... Julian, I think you might have done fine there, but I... I made a mess. I, I, w- I got very lucky in my second and third packs and was able to cobble together the classic 
blue green good things um mm. and i got the uh, the blue green cascade legend literally in the last pack like i don't know like fourth pick or something and i was like well i guess this is what we're doing uh but yeah eric eric definitely had devastated me in the first pack um and i certainly screwed him as well just because we we both decided to hard force your second draft though yeah was much stronger second draft was huge because i opened nev um and just played Esper Control, which is not something I usually do, but man, did it feel good in that pod. So good, in fact, that it inspired a podcast episode, which, as we mentioned, uh, was destroyed. Uh, it was too powerful. No one could handle it. That's true. Group Brew Nev. Oof. Yeah. I have some special plans for Nev. He might, he might make a return. Honestly, my favorite part about that was really just sort of the community aspect of magic. It was during quarantine. It's something that we had been missing a lot. A, due to being split up across the coasts, and B, due to just sort of restrictions. Uh, we actually managed to get together for that one, and it was great to just sit down, play Magic together. We bet a garlic knot on uh, one of the games, and uh, unfortunately, I, I did not end up winning that game, because I, I think we bet a garlic knot on the first game. Mm-hmm. I think I ended up getting that as a consolation prize for coming in last place both games. Uh, that yeah, that actually sounds very <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Yeah, and just just for for everyone else, like uh, this was one we were able to do in person, but every other one has been over spell table and stuff like that um, that we've been doing with me out here on the West Coast and across Boston and New York and wherever Julian decides to lick rocks. There's a wide area from where we've been doing these things. And so I'm definitely excited to get back to paper, which apparently is coming back May 28th is when uh, Stork Play can resume. Oh, get ready, that's super excited. excited for that. Julian, anything else you want to add about Commander Legends? I know this was your pick as well. Yes, this was also my pick. Um, I mostly just want to echo what you said, Eric. One, it was the only one that we actually drafted because we we were fortunate enough to get a whole box, which is two drafts of four people each. So we did a full draft because it was meant to be a draft experience. Even though I love I love sealed, sealed's one of my favorite formats, but drafting was fun. It was commander-focused, which we are a commander-focused group in general. It's a commander-focused podcast in general. Uh, so that was fun. And yeah, I just think that, like, I know for some of the other pre-releases, there was always one person who kind of, like, uh, like fell behind, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like, some, just when you're working with Sealed, there's always going to be one person who just kind of opens trash, right? Like, for Kaldheim, it was me. For uh, Time Spiral, it was somebody. For Strixhaven, it was uh, Chev. So, um, <laughs> but this one, honestly, all the games, even though Oak will say that, like, he made some mistakes when he was drafting he drafted uh five colors and then basically no colors um for the second one uh, you did yeah. you like, I still think didn't that... have enough playables in one game right or like yeah you were considering yeah. adding the uh the pied piper as part of the 40 or something yeah like that. i almost did i or almost 60. did yeah the pipe yeah i think you like you got a bunch of good red cards and then you were like crap i need another color i need another yeah. commander oh god <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but but despite that um, and despite just the absolute insanity of those drafts in general, um, I think everyone was still like pretty in it. Um, it was a lot of fun. And whenever we do those like kind of multiplayer things, I mean, we did one for Battlebond, we did one for Conspiracy yeah. and all that. Um, those are always just super fun. So I really enjoyed that being able to actually physically sit down at the table. We ordered pizza, you know, we had some beers. It, it's the classic. It's the classic. So yeah. it, it was it was great. If the listeners want to hear any of our takes about any of these these formats, check out any of our uh, prime picks episodes yeah. which are about all these sets and then also usually the episode directly following it will be the one that has a recap of 
the pre-releases if you want to hear a little bit more in depth about what actually happened, what cards were good, uh, what cards were not good, and etc. As we wrap things up in our, our birthday celebration, um, maybe <laughs> maybe we cover our, our favorite articles or videos from, from the past year before we... We go off into to year two. Um, oh, that's right. We do put out articles and videos. We, we are not just a podcast. Sometimes we put out articles and vehicles. We are a, a multimedia empire. Vehicles. Yo, we got to put out more vehicles for the deck I'm more brewing for next week. Because mm-hmm. there, there are not enough playable vehicles the in Paula Magic can't the do it all alone. Do, yep. you, uh, you, do you happen to like need a getaway car or something, Eric? Uh, uh, I might. <laughs> or perhaps... <laughs> I'm just taking all the cars. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, I'm just going to take the wheel here because I'm so excited to freaking talk about this. My favorite article that I've ever done is an excellent start as a part of the Top Shelf series. Um, is it is it because it's called an excellent start? I got to be honest. A huge reason I love this deck or this article is that it is filled with puns. Some of the <laughs> headers of sections are... I'm not even yoking. It works. Protecting our nest eggs. I get to make fun of how few eggs exist in magic. It's beautiful. I remember that I was the one who edited that article after you wrote it. And I was just in a constant state of face palming and shaking my head and just being like, oh, good Lord. Was your brain a little scrambled? Fuck. There we go. (laughs) That's it. We're done. Cut it. Just pull the plug. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Top Shelf series, I'll just give a super quick summary. It was a series I did for a little while. There is a, as I discovered posting these decks to Reddit, big disconnect between the competitive and casual community in EDH. A lot of times I would post a deck and one subreddit would be like, this is a great article, like I really like both your takes on the decks. Uh, And then the other subreddit would be like, you're a bad person, I don't like what you're doing. Cough, cough, the Chulane deck, casual people were not a fan. I wonder why, Eric. Just Tulane in general. I understand. You you poked the hornet's nest with, like, a large stick and then, like, opened your mouth under it. That's why we're not picking the Tulane deck. We're picking an excellent start. Who's who's the commander? Uh, It's Atla Palani, Nest Tender. I will play this deck all the time on stream. Uh, It is one of my favorite decks to play at that sort of super high level in a great spot of fringe uh, competitive. It can win games. It can get blown out. But it's always fun to, you know what, it's a person before me, Zen Step, let me pop out an egg real quick. Just boop. You're like Yoshi. It's great. <laughs> Someone take the mic. I'm just going to talk about this forever. Mine's pretty quick again. Um, I touched on this earlier. I haven't put a ton of content onto the site, but um, I, I am a fan of the stuff I have put out. Um, and I mean, that's why, I mean, that's the real reason why, of course. It's just because, like, you know, I, I, I got to take ages to fine-tune and edit all of my you're batting at 100 percent average for two articles like you know you can't you can't hurt this streak it's like a fine wine um yeah this one in particular i remember it took uh, probably a couple months of chev reminding me to finish it over (laughs) and over again uh this that would be the alternate methods of ramp in edh deck i really do enjoy how do i make this not sound pretentious (laughs) like not playing green and still being able to play well yeah that's true um I like to provide people with, like, views of cards uh, or strategies in ways that they might not have thought of uh, in mm-hmm. the past. Like, I guess, like, a big example of that is just using, like, a tutor as a surrogate ramp spell. Yeah, yeah. You run a tutor instead of a ramp spell, you can still 
tutor out, like, if it's a Green Sun Zenith, you can tutor out a, uh, Elvish Mystic turn two, if you want, and that, boom, that's a Rampant Growth right there. Except your, uh, you know, your tutor isn't dead, a dead draw in the late game. It's a, it's a Rampant Growth that attacks for one. Exactly, yes. Nothing and but I value. pretty... I pretty much just summarized the entire article right there. So, <laughs> um, but I like I like uh, finding fun little interactions like that, um, and I think uh, that article uh, puts together a lot of them. Uh, I'd like to, for the content I do produce in the future, I'd like to make more stuff like this. Anyways, I've I've gone on for too long about uh, alternate ramp methods. Uh, oh, it's it's please. a good article. It's worth checking out because there's <laughs> a lot of things there that you know. You definitely don't think about unless you've been playing Magic as much um, as as we we certainly have. Uh, there's been plenty of Friday nights spent deep in a basement um, playing game after game. If you're getting a little like mana sucked, especially the the tutor idea, or just you know thinking about cards in in new and interesting ways is always a good time. For me, my my favorite is really just like a, a way that allowed me to experience a nostalgia I didn't know was as deep as it was, and that was when I did I, I did a few articles last year about uh, brawl decks that I was building because I was big into the brawl meta of 2020. And so one of, the, one of the articles was kind of an introduction. And this was kind of, you know, introducing you to the format that, of course, started in uh, 2018 with Dominaria, although it was popularized with um, the Eldraine brawl decks when they came out. But back in when it was originally kind of came together and introduced as a, as a format... Uh, since Dominaria had all those legends to kind of build around, that was that was the one time I played with a playgroup outside of the Hex Drinkers, and it was while I was studying abroad in Auckland, New Zealand, with a couple of the guys down there. I convinced them to do the Dominaria pre-release, and then we all had these cards, and we were able to fashion them into like a Halar uh, brawl deck. There was I, I played Valakut and um, Tetsuko, uh, which is unblockable for creatures, power, toughness one or less. But it was really just a very interesting and diverse group with very different kind of opinions and stuff than I'd grown used to in a four-person pod. As well as having access to, there was a, a um, LGS down there called King of Cards that would give you, as a student, up to 100 free draft chaff cards a day, every day you came in. You, you were, we were able to craft these decks with very limited resources and it really inspired, you know, what I was doing with, with budget magic and things like that. So being able to write about that and kind of bring together the two very different experiences I have with Magic was a super fun and uh, cathartic article for me to write personally. I think that article, that article and the Brawl podcast were two things where I was like, I want to try this. And then I looked at the barrier to entry being Arena and I was like, eh, I'll do it later. Um, but yeah, that, that <laughs> article I think was really well done, really well written. And uh, someday I, I will try Brawl. <laughs> I think it's I think it would be super fun for us as a group to, you know, one of the things that really made it work for me in paper was having that access to free cheap cards because mm. it, it is hard to kind of convince yourself what we, we produce this identity around our commander decks where they kind of grow over years and years into the forces that they are. And of course, the thing with Brawl is after two years, the shins are going to get cut off and uh, half the cards are going to rotate. So when you put investment and money into these things, it's hard to really see like, where's this going? It's like, I'm gonna have to say goodbye to them. And that kind of gives the transient nature of MTGA a little more, I'm, I'm much more willing to play with fake cards and fake money to build these decks that rotate than I am to put my real money down. So it, it kind of is that sort of things that are going great for it, things that aren't. So it's yeah. definitely worth worth trying out an arena, I would say, because that, that is probably the best way to enjoy a rotating format. That makes a lot of sense. 
I think more people should play Brawl in general, and I think that it would, I mean, I think we've honestly put out some, like, the most Brawl content of, like, really a lot of content creators, so maybe we even do that more. Viewers, once again, let us know if you want more Brawl content, because that's something that I'm perfectly happy to stream. I Brawl is my primarily primary source of enjoyment on Arena. Yeah. At least until I start doing uh, limited stuff again, <laughs> which, will, which will come soon. The day Wizards announce per- announces permanent Historic Brawl, I will give them $100. Historic Brawl is happening right now, I think, through the end of the week. Ooh, Ooh it, it good. I, I can play the format that I'm interested in for the next four or five days, and then it'll be gone again for a month. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, probably longer. I mean, longer. <laughs> you're, you're right. I just... Insubordinate and churlish. All right, we'll, we'll keep that for the next super long hot take. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll remember that. I'll remember this, that. Eric, today's about us. It's not about Wizards. You're right. We, we, we're focused on us today and how awesome we are. You're right. I'm not getting mad. I'm just getting happy today. Damn straight. As much as... Oh, yes. No, we do have one more uh, favorite article to discuss. I thought we were done. But... Oh, right. That's me. Well, one, my legitimate favorite article that I've ever written is the introduction of Historic in two parts because I actually did a crap ton of research and physical testing online to do that. So I think that's probably like my most well-written and most well-researched article. Of course, Wizards just continually pumps new broken cards into that format so that article um is completely was quite just, outdated very fast yeah qu- but like, we it did was, appreciate it, was, it. it it was outdated like within like the next two or three weeks and now it's just been completely turned on its head it is a relic of its time look at it like an ancient civilization yeah i mean some of it's still relevant some of those decks still exist and are powerful but i, I was really proud of that article um but i think my favorite thing that i've produced was the uh the Zerta combo list, uh, Zerta the Dawn Waker, which is one of the companions from Ikoria, uh, which gives makes all your activated abilities cost uh, two less. And um, this deck was just, it was one of the, like this, it was like the third or fourth article I did. I did the article for the deck list and then I actually did a video um, with it. And it was my favorite just for the sheer insanity of one, having the idea that I'm like, all right. What is, what is the, the combo? So the combo is so freaking just just give us so, what what's yeah, the yeah. result so so see the idea is zerta makes all your activated abilities cheaper so i'm like okay there has to be some way that i can generate infinite mana by having these activated abilities cheaper and then i will win with that infinite mana because once you have infinite mana you can you can figure it out right but i was like okay so how do i do this so there are during that standard format there were multiple creatures that tapped for multiple mana uh, i could reliably generate three mana per tap with these certain creatures right and then there is an equipment that has the abil- that gives a creature the ability to win a white untap. With Zerta, now that's just white untap. So I can generate three mana, untap, generate three mana, untap, essentially to get enough mana to execute the kill. The kill being I had, I think, one just fireball effect in the deck. Um, and then Almighty Brushwag, who is a 1-1 trampler uh, for one mana from Ikoria, but it has three in the green. It gets plus three, plus three. Is and that Brushwag in the crown? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> go watch the video, everyone. It's just, yeah. So then anyway, you met, you pump the Brushwag up to a bunch and either hit them or I had uh, a fling yes. and a ram through. So, <laughs> but the thing was to have Zerta as your companion, all of the, all of the permanents in your deck need to have activated abilities and the enchantment gives the creature the ability so it doesn't have it so i had to put that in the sideboard and then play fey of wishes so that i could pull it from the sideboard it was actually, it was just complete bullshit and like but i played it and i managed to pull a combo off twice out of four games which was just ridiculous and i 
lost my shit and i was like this is I, I will never beat this that was the broken version of companions correct you were not playing with new companion rules at that point correct yeah that was the broken companions yes that was original companions i think i think it was like right before they made the change honestly another relic of its time a, a relic of its time but just a fun video you should go watch it just because just to see me pull off the combo is is honestly worth it and it's not that long of a video but anyway for a year and even given our hiatus, we've put out a lot of content. And that's I think true. we've put out a lot of content that is good. Where we've, would we find that content? We've put out some content that's bad, but we've put but out we a lot of content that's good. Content. <laughs> um, well, we talked about our favorite articles. Um, if you want to find those, you would go to our uh, website. That's hexdrinkers.com. Also on hexdrinkers.com, you can find our podcast, which you're listening to right now. So you've probably Congrats, already... you found it. You've probably already found it. Yeah. Gold star. That is where our podcast is. Um, also on our website... You can see if we're streaming, and if we're streaming, you can uh, click that thing, and it will take you to our Twitch, which Hell is twitch.tv yeah. uh, slash hexdrinkers, so you can watch our streams. Um, generally, More reliably, just go to Twitter, because we will post uh, before we we uh, stream. We do not stream enough for that button to be, you know, always blinking back and forth. What is our Twitter, Jeff? Our Twitter is hexdrinkers. If you're a social media kind of person, and you want to interact with us on social media, you can check us out on Twitter, like Jeff said, or also on Instagram. Mm-hmm. at hex drinkers conveniently and if you want to see more video content like that zerta video like the titan's nest video that i just put up like the highlights that eric is uh in the process of cutting up from the streams you can go to youtube and check out at hex drinker and uh hex drinkers and see us there as well lastly if you want to support us if you want us to do more things um like we said we are adults with full-time jobs so this is taking up a majority of our free time um if you want to see more of us if you want to help make that a reality, if you just want to support us because you like what we're doing, please head over to the Patreon at Hex Drinkers and feel free to support us for as little as $1 per episode. Um, and you'll get, of course, all sorts of uh, bonus bonuses as well for being a Patreon. So check that out if that's something you're interested in. Actually, they refer to them as patrons. Patrons. You are a patron of the Patreon. I don't actually understand what a Patreon is. But it's we clearly... have one. Go check it out. We give away things like access to episodes early, uh, notes, flavor text on the site. We will sign a card and mail it to you. Uh, we'll call you out on this pod like we did Manas earlier. I believe you can also get deck text from us. Or That's you true. Can. If you listen to uh, episode 20, you heard us talk about Manas's Zakama deck. Uh, if you want a similar treatment, um, head on over to the Patreon. We'd be happy to uh, give you the old pimp my deck. That's all we got. Yeah. I think I think that's a... Do we say? Do we sing happy to birthday to us? Or is that's that a little, little, no. little too no. cringy? No, all right. That's, that's, uh, that's a little too Goodbye, much. everyone. Uh, this has been Eric, <laughs> Chev, Julian, and Oakley. See you never. Peace. Isn't that like the beginning of iCarly or something? <laughs> Yes. Uh, I haven't watched that Well, show no, there's the whole time. song, but then I think there is also a countdown. So when do we make a theme song? Uh, do, it, don't that's we what the have guitar one? riff is. We have, yeah. we have the guitar riff at the beginning. I don't know. Are we talking like no. acapella singing? We need a singing crew to get We need here. like a full montage of us engaging in silly iCarly-esque <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I'll, I'll hit my falsetto voice and I can do like a nice little pop hook over the top. Oh, we'll do auto-tune it. We'll go back to early 2000s. <laughs> oh, T-Paint up in this? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get T-Paint out of this. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. T-Paint needs to be Before he was everything. even in it, he is out of it. Hey, girl. I'm a buy you a drink. <laughs>
All right. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> welcome back. We always have to have at least just like 60 seconds of absolute bullshit before the pod starts, just so that Eric gets a little upset. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm not just upset. So a... Now that like we have, we've promised this unedited bullshit to people, we have to deliver with the bullshit. I know they like the, they really like the B-roll. Um, <laughs> well, we don't know if they like it yet. We haven't done it yet. <laughs> yep. Yep. I always put the crap at the, anyway, 